Welcome to another episode of Morning Coffee with your host, Rick Alexander. I started this show to talk about all of the interesting, complex, paradoxical, and sometimes uncomfortable aspects of the human experience. If you get anything from this show, the greatest compliment you could give me is to share this show with somebody that you think the message may resonate with or to head to iTunes and give us a five-star review. Additionally, if you want to interact with me, you can follow me at rickalexander underscore on Instagram. Without further ado, on to the show. Socrates said, the years wrinkle our skin, but lack of enthusiasm wrinkles our soul. Happy Friday and welcome back to the final episode of this mini-series where I'm doing some teachings out of Burn Your Couch, my first book, which I have revised and is available in both uh, soft cover and also ebook. So the final section I'm going to read today is actually from the epilogue in the book, This is one of my favorite things I've ever written, if I'm being honest. I wrote it as a blog post one Monday morning, and as I was doing the revised edition, I just saw how perfectly it fit in this book, and so I kind of snuck it in there. It's called Lukewarm is Bad for the Soul. The most dangerous way to live in this world is lukewarm. When the water is only warm enough that it doesn't give you a reason to leave, you'll stay in an environment that doesn't serve you for far longer than you should. When life gives you just enough to keep you from being miserable, what it really gives you is just enough to create this space for resentment to form. Many relationships will satisfy our need for a warm body, but our soul doesn't need a warm body other than our own. Our insecurities do. Our soul needs someone that feels like home while simultaneously feeling like our greatest adventure. Golden handcuffs speak to the mind that believes in scarcity. The ego evolved to cope with a finite world, so it will trick you into believing you have to take a piece of the pie when offered. The soul, on the other hand, is unchained and abundant, so it understands that there are virtually unlimited pieces for unlimited people. Due to this, the soul will never accept something it doesn't long for, simply because it is the first or seemingly only thing that is offered. The soul understands that nothing in this world is what it seems. If you accept it, despite the nudging of the soul, you'll find yourself having to escape more and more as you grow disconnected from all that you are. The soul exists below the surface, so the world it sees is deeper than the one you do. The things your soul understands are deeper than the things you understand. On the surface of your life, you'll often feel like everything is fine, while below the surface, you'll have a sneaking suspicion that something is stirring you to move. Your soul will push you to get up and search for what else might be, because it knows that this process is where you'll find out what else you could be. It'll nudge you toward things that feel uncomfortable, because where you see an obstacle, the soul recognizes a path with an opportunity for growth. Where you see what's been broken, it sees where mending will make you stronger. If you are being pulled to leave a situation that's no longer fully serving you, it's likely that your soul has grown tired of the stagnation and sees a future that you cannot. There's something better, bigger, or more worthy of your metal, and that's the thing your soul has been put here to find. 
To follow a path you can't fully see is the ultimate act of faith in yourself. And while faith can be a scary way to live your life, the rewards are far greater than the lukewarm purgatory that the smallest parts of you would have you settle for. You know, what I'm talking about there is really, at the end of the day, it's about the scarcity versus abundance mentality. And I don't want to talk a lot about it, but one thing that I think is worth mentioning is when we live in scarcity, it's because we think we have to, right? That's the only reason you would live in this world of lack, in this world of not enough. Do you think you have to? But somewhere in you, something far deeper than maybe even your conscious mind or ego, there's the recognition that there is absolutely everything here that you could ever need. And if you can find that truth within you and you can lean into it, you can start to believe it. And the reason you want to start to believe it is because the mentality that we take as we approach our life largely decides on how it all goes. You know, it largely decides, you know, what makes up the the contents of our life, so to speak. And so what happens is it turns into this sort of self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like when you live, like there's never enough you will find that there's never enough. Now, what's really difficult and what makes this teaching so hard is when you decide to switch, right? If you, you're living in this world of lack, in this world of not enough, and then you hear a teaching like this, and I say, well, you should be abundant, and then you go out and you try to do it, everything in you is going to be saying, that's not how the world is. The world's not that way. One thing that's interesting to know about faith is you actually have to have it before you get the rewards of it. So if you're sitting here and you need to have faith in the fact that there's an abundant world out there and that it can support your ambitions and your dreams and the the deepest desires that you have for your life, what faith is, is the step out into that world without being able to see it. And so faith can't help you if you don't have it and live by it. And so it's not just something you say, right? That's kind of at the end I said like, yeah, it's scary as hell to have faith. You don't have a lot of other options I heard Jordan Peterson say the other day, he's like, you know, you as a finite creature, there's so much you don't know. You, in some sense, you absolutely have to have faith in something other than yourself. Otherwise, you would just, you would just fall into infinite regress. There's no getting around the fact that you have to have faith in something. But if you put your faith in really small-minded ideas and a really small-minded way of living, then you'll find that the world is going to confirm that suspicion. And then... If you have the courage to step into a new way of being and you have the courage to live that way for a while, what you'll find is that the universe, the world, just is happy to mirror that same reality back to you. And so it ends up that we we have this self-fulfilling prophecy and we end up creating our realities. Now, this isn't 100% true, right? This isn't a new age teaching of everything that you think is just, this isn't the secret. But what I'm saying is the way your disposition that you take toward your life absolutely is going to decide what that life feels like and how it goes. Because if you decide that there's never enough, right, before you even step into the world and into your dreams, well, you've already decided. And so that is how it's going to be. And again, the hard part is then you switch over everything in you because, like as I said, you believe in lack and you live by scarcity because you think that you have to. And so then you switch to feeling more abundant. Well, you've been living a certain way for a long time. And so it's not going to, you're not going to switch overnight. You're not going to switch over weeks or months. And maybe it'll be like a year of living on faith, right? And that's really difficult. But 
you know, you only get the rewards of it if you have the courage to live by it. And so that's how it goes. And so what happens is we, you know, we have ourselves convinced there isn't enough in the world to support what we want. And I've lived by this my whole life because this is sort of the struggle of like wanting to do the thing that that's deep in your heart that you want to do kind of like we're doing we're talking about on the Jonah series it's like you've got this truth in your heart you've got this path that's meant for you and somewhere so on some level you don't believe you're worthy of it you don't believe that there's enough resources out in the world to give it to you to support it you know there's some sort of belief there that's keeping you in this scarcity mentality and so the struggle of success is actually learning to contend with that, to look it in the face, to say, yeah, all those things are, are, that I've thought have served me up until now. But if I'm trying to get somewhere new, if I'm trying to escape this purgatory that I've built myself as I've lived out of lack, the only way that that's going to happen is when I have the courage to take the steps that I never thought I would be able to take. You know, as I, as I have the courage to step into a world and say, I think that there's more for me. One line I say in this book, I'm not sure where, I can't remember what chapter, but I say, the world, your world is largely a reflection of what you accept and what you expect. Now you, you have to really work through that to make, to figure out that that's true. But it's, it's amazing to me, the amount of people that have no expectations for themselves that have no, you know, that will just accept anything. And then they accept the first thing and then they're they're struggling with this like lower level of life when the reality is that that's what they expected and so that's what they accepted. We have to think bigger for ourselves. We have to think deeper for ourselves and we have to believe that this whole thing is rigged in favor of our growth. And so you start to feel this abundance mentality, right? You say, okay, well, I don't really see it, but I'm going to live by it because that's the first thing. You got you to gotta live it out. That's your real belief not what you say. So then you start living by it and then you fail. Well, having the belief that the universe is rigged in favor of your growth doesn't mean that you turn around and quit, right? That would be the scarcity mentality. What that means is that you've got to think differently. You've got to think, you know, you've got to reconfigure your thought process. You're being taught something here. Something's not working out. So you can maintain this attitude even through failures, even through roadblocks, even through obstacles and things that don't feel like they're working out. And then again, the only way that you actually get the reward of this is you actually believe it. You actually live by it. The smallest part of ourselves would love to live in this scarcity mentality to just keep us safe in this one little place forever. But you find that that, that works for a while, right? That's the idea of this like lukewarm idea. You get in there and you're like, well, it's not horrible. Like, I guess I'm not going to get out and leave. And that, that's the breeding ground for resentment in life. You know, that's exactly how we stay in a situation that's not really serving our soul. And eventually what's going to happen when the soul can no longer accept the parameters that you've placed on it, it's going to start nudging you to get out of the water, to go think bigger, to think to think deeper about who you are and what you're, what you're doing here. So hopefully this has provided some reflection in your own life. And if nothing else, to just ask yourself the question, where have I settled for a lukewarm purgatory? It's not really serving who I'm here to be. It's been a great lesson in my life. Anyway, I love you guys. Have an amazing weekend. And we will kick off part two of Jonah on Monday on Morning Coffee.